657 AM. It is 657 AM and you're listening to I Am Live on a Friday evening. My name is Given Illustrative and as always, I'm joined by the one and only Mr. Charles Dutoy coming in all the way from the Western Cape. And in studio right now, we have Unoluazim Tenjan uh, sitting right in front of me. And we're going to be having a conversation that has a little bit more depth because um, she's in uh, basically studying industrial psychology, uh, which uh, I know someone is sitting there wondering, what? is industrial psychology isn't it just psychology why do you have to complicate it <laughs> so uh just to introduce her how are you doing nolazi good evening i'm well um i'm really well um mm-hmm. the year just started and as um that with that comes a lot of i'm um, looking forward to certain things so i'm really well but others really are very nerve-wracking <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah, other things are very, very nerve-wracking. Yes, definitely. So, yeah, um, so just as you're sitting at home, right, one picture I want you to have, because sometimes we assume when someone is doing psychology that, you know, they look professional, they never have fun, you know, and, and, and they just want everything to flow well. You know how in movies they tend to pro- portray psychologists as though they're these people who dress formal everything is in place in their offices and then you assume the rest of their lives are like that now Noloazi is someone who loves to have fun if you went and scrolled through her instagram you'd definitely see that she loves taking selfies <laughs> just had to expose me there you know what i mean so it, it is important for everyone sitting at home to understand that you're a normal person right um a person who is relatable and the thing that you're going to be discussing is not something that you've 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 consumed and it has made you a superior being not at all (laughs) and i think i love that perspective that you're bringing that you're just a normal person and in actual fact um people struggle with the same things that they try to help other people with at times Mm, that's true that's very very true i think pastors can attest to it. I'm sure there's a pastor sitting at home going, preach it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they must know. Yes. <laughs> All right. So apart from um, um, her experience or her studies in psychology, Onolazi is also a person who is very, very passionate. If you remember our previous conversation that we've had with her on the show, um, she's a person who's very passionate about women helping each other. Um, and she's very solution driven, which is something that's odd to find in a woman um, and I'm not saying that to stereotype women but generally um, it is it is known that women love when when you when they speak to you you must listen uh, don't there's, give me solutions yes there's times <laughs> for that <laughs> you know what I mean but you're very solution driven um, and and which I think is is instrumental in the work that you do and also in just your passion in helping and building women, uh, which we're going to talk uh, briefly about a bit later. But tell us, uh, what is what is industrial uh, psychology? Why do they specifically refer to it as that? Okay, um, so just maybe a bit of background. So psychology in itself um, is broken down into various um, fields, and it focuses on different aspects of a human being. So the focal point is a human being, mm. right, and their mental um, function related to um, the things that they have to do. So um, in terms of um, industrial psychology, so let me just first speak about educational psychology focuses on educational development in children um, and in adults. I, I'm not sure really um, how far it goes, but it focuses on the ability to learn and how we process learning. Mm-hmm. 
And then you have clinical psychology, with, which focuses on the human being in terms of their social, their, their space where they live and where they exist. And then you get um, industrial psychology, and that focuses on the human being, but in their workspace. So how your mental well-being and how, you're, you, how you process things and, 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 that, and how that affects then you as a person at work. So, yes, it focuses on the person, and you have to understand the person and how they work, mm-hmm. but then also how that translates in the environment. One example I can use is that people that have childhood developmental problems can grow up to be a very, um, you know, bossy bosses and, and that's how you then understand that behavior. Oh, where where the issue stems from? Where it stems from, you know, sometimes you don't go that far with the person, you know, that's where the clinical person comes in. But this is now to help the person adjust in the working environment where because you've now studied their behavior and you understand mm. where it comes from. Mm. Yeah. I understand what you mean. So basically it contextualizes yes. the different fields, or should I call them fields, they just contextualize our, our, our psyche basically. You can say that, yes. Mm, um, mm. So, so it just tries to make sense in as much as clinical psychology makes sense of a person's mental state mm-hmm. in, their, in their life. This one makes sense of your mental state at work. At work specifically. Specifically. And the stresses that you go through yes. and the dynamics of I have a bossy boss. Yes, things like that. <laughs> but then also um, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of things to industrial psychology. So you can mm-hmm. get focusing on change management, focusing on development, focusing on that. So change management, for example, how do people deal? with change and mm-hmm. how to best package change so that when people experience the change you know they're able to deal with it so mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. in even within it you know there is a lot yeah, of all other components co- components of <laughs> yeah, it. yeah yeah that's yeah. very interesting so what i wanted us to touch on and basically um you know stretch the conversation on is uh, particularly with anxiety and depression um so and understanding it within the context of a person um in doing their studies whether in varsity or at school Um, so you know a lot of people are gone back to school right now Um, a lot have begun some those in varsity are still waiting to begin some are only starting to apply now (laughs) you know what I mean you remember those times right (laughs) I remember them so vividly exactly exactly so I wanted us to to talk about some of uh, the challenges that a person who's um, going to school can face and how it can affect them you know Um, for one uh, the dynamic of a person having trouble at home, uh, whatever the case may be, um, how can that? Okay, firstly, what I want you to do is, what is what? How would you define the difference between depression and anxiety? Um, so, because of my limited knowledge in clinical psychology, which mm-hmm. would deal with this in depth, um, I would say that um, in layman's terms, anxiety is a fear of something that may not happen or may happen, but it's a fear that you feel physically in your body that um, may not be as a result of an evident thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But some of it can be as a result of evident things or past experiences or whatever, but it's, it's, re- it's really just linked to a certain level of fear that manifests in your actual physical body and depression um is a, a medical um you know term where there is certain um functionality in your brain that that is you know the, the balances in your brain that is affected and therefore it re- it results in certain physical symptoms that you experience mm-hmm. and that can then um play out in 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 certain ways and it needs um a professional's diagnosis um in in in, in most instances and that's what people um need to remember about it so if if i put it in like high school terms mm-hmm. <laughs> right uh, uh anxiety sounds like yo i crashed my father's car 
he's going to kick me out, he's going to beat me. Like your, your body starts to over-exaggerate ex- what's going to happen. Yes, your heart goes, beats fast. Heart and palpitations. If you are a sweaty person, you start sweating. If you are a person that panics, you start just like shaking and you start feeling. And some of it can be mild, you know, you can have these mild, and then your stomach, you know, can become sore and mm. you, you experience some physical, but you, you know, some of the anxiety might be silent. You might not feel anything in your body, but in your mind, you're feeling like there's something there where you can't point out, mm, you know. Mm. Yeah. And I think um, depression is more um emotional yes right yes, like yes. like you just don't feel it's difficult for you to feel um um i, I want to say like stable yes to stabilize your emotions to feel joy happiness yes, yes. it's just always on yes. a downward slope yes and it's where maybe the reg- maybe your mood regulator is a bit of i love you know. that mood regulator <laughs> yes yeah the thing that regulates your mood yes yeah no i understand what you mean yes. look I've, I've personally experienced both mostly um in varsity i think i i went through um anxiety and probably a little bit of depression, but I didn't realize it. Mm. Um, it wasn't so severe that I could be like, no man, something's happening. Mm. Um, I was still functional, which is something I think I was mentioning at the event we were at yesterday with Danny Vambili. Uh, the school, um, what did I call it earlier? Um, uh, orientation, orientation day, yeah. So it's, it's, I was basically mentioning the fact that um, anxiety that is doesn't always mean terrible bad and you need to go to a doctor yes. there are levels of it that are healthy your body should experience fear um at the the the, the thought of something happening yes. but it's when you dwell on that thing and then it creates a fear of something that might like you said initially might or might not happen so let's let, let's speak to a little kid named i'm just going to use t right little kid named t at home parents are fighting um and i want us to try and paint a picture of how that might affect t at school um what how how would you how would you and i, I know i know this is very difficult right from like a teacher to see mm-hmm. but how would t identify that they're going through anxiety at school and what are the things that might be affected in that situ in that scenario um in a scenario like that say now this is t obviously when you're starting to experience um the the anxiety the fear you start to feel unsettled mm. and the result of being unsettled is that you are finding it difficult to focus on what you're doing so um i read somewhere where it says that it's like your men, your your cognitive mental um state is your 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 ability or say let's say your 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 ability to mentally cope is a battery mm-hmm. so if you are dealing with anxiety it's like your battery is focused on the fear and the things that you know like that we spoke could go about bad, yeah so your battery is depleted by those things rather than by the things that you should be focusing on and should be doing. Mm. So T might be experiencing a difficulty in focusing in class. Um, he might just want to do something else, which does not... Because also the, the learning in itself can bring anxiety because mm. you want to pass, you want to focus in class, you want to be, um, you know, listen to the teacher so that you can grab what they're saying. And the fact that you're not able to do that can bring you actually more anxiety, can make you, um, you know, not want to be there. And so you can find that maybe that child wants to just be outside and playing because that's less um, stressful. Yeah. And it's something that they might also not be able to speak about to anyone. Mm. Um, and, and, and therefore, or they might themselves 
not know where it comes from. Yes, the parents are fighting, but they might not be able to relate the their, their, the impact that it has on their learning at on, the time yeah. onto that. Ish, which is which is quite honestly sad. Even though you know, right now we're not really necessarily trying to speak to the parents, but I think it's so sad when parents reach a place of not liking each other to such an extent that it just affects their kids and they still continue in that state. And of course, I say this obviously with the understanding that we're human and we're not perfect and we are going to at times make mistakes like that uh, where we just behave in a particular way. Like, So um, I, I love the way you put it, right? Because um, uh, the, the part where you mention um, it sort of creates a cycle. So at home, there's a problem. Then you get to school and you're unable to focus. Um, and then that leads to even more anxiety. Um, the, f- the fact that you're now failing and not passing your... You know, what, what I was thinking as you were saying that is a, a terrible thing that I know a lot of us do, right? When, we're, when you're anxious because of work or because of varsity or because of um, school, you'll get home and I... I Oh my goodness, actually I want you to speak on this, right? Um, so I'm, I'm specifically referring to like getting onto YouTube and just getting lost in things that will distract you from it, yes, right? Yes. Like what are your thoughts on the fact that kids literally these days have access to content that will distract them from their anxiety, games, on their phones, YouTube. Um, I mean, they have so many different social media platforms right now. Yes, um, I think... That access actually prevents you from dealing with the actual problem, and 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 that um a, that that ability and what they learn instead of the ability to deal with the issue, is ways of escaping from it. And I think the more you escape from it, is the more it sort of builds up and catches up with you at some point. Mm. And that's where probably, um, hopefully not, and hopefully um, people find a sense of relief later in life. But that's where um, you start finding addiction um, being Mm. an issue Mm. and and, Mm. and things like that because you're just focusing so much on something else and that takes your time and not on identifying the issue and dealing with it. And I think I think as adults, even though now we're focusing on a children um, type of thing, we also guilty of that. You've had a difficult day at work, you come back, you bury yourself um, on television and you never think about it. You sleep, you wake up tomorrow and it's the same problem. And perpetually that's what happens. So as a, 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 what you particularly asked is the access to all these things. Mm. I think, you know, obviously they're not bad things by themselves, but the impact of it when you're trying to escape from the actual issues is that it can have a, an even worse impact on you as an individual in the long run and you might not be able to even know what is going on exactly you know we want to watch these videos we also want to expose ourselves to people that are living the lives that we desire and and children actually um i'm just thinking about it now this access to social media and how social media actually is not real if you think Mm -hmm. about it Mm -hmm. and how another child could be watching another child with their mommy and daddy in cape town with their mommy and daddy wherever Mm. and mommy and daddy are fighting at home you know that has also a a negative impact on them and their outlook on their own situation you know and the pictures that they see and their family does not look like that so so in as much as it can be an escape it can also create even more anxiety Yo, you know. yo, exactly, exactly. Because yeah. it just leaves it undealt with. Yes. Right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Like, you know, I think one powerful thing you mentioned as you were speaking, and which I didn't think of actually, the fact that anxiety uh, can lead to, dep- to 
uh, addictions. Yes. Oh my goodness! Look, I, I, I can, I can attest to to seeing that in my own life. Like you find yourself just constant because it, it, it helps not. It helps you not feel as much. And you you put your brain in like a an, an amusement. Yes. You understand? So yes. it's like it's not thinking about it. It's not having to deal with what's stressing you. Yes. So you just sit down and watch a thing. Yes. Um, in fact, I know that a lot of people actually prefer to rather watch something than play a video game, which requires the mind to work. Yes. You want something as relaxed as possible. You want to bury yourself in it. You just not. You just don't want to be engaged in exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. that's that's so powerful. Mm. Like. I would I would be broken if I were to ever know that my child was led towards an addiction because of of struggling with anxiety. Yes. That's such a big thing. Yes, and that's why it's important, like what you were mentioning now, for parents to be aware of their children's mental state at any given point and where they are, Mm. you know, and and what are the things that impact on them. And I think in in some family setups, there isn't really time to look at those things. That's very true. Yeah. That's actually very true because sitting down and, believe it or not, as much as this shouldn't be a thing, but like sitting down and talking to your kids it's a luxury. Like that's a if if your mother and parents do that to you, hug them, yes. cherish them. Yes. Like don't say, "Oh, mom, not again," <laughs> and wipe all the kisses off. <laughs> exactly. Like that's a privilege. Not every child has that. And if you're doing it as a parent, please keep it keep it up. Obviously, do it towards to an extent that your kids can bear. And as they become teenagers, they probably want less and less of it. But do try to 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 do it as regular as they're willing to, you know, accept it. Yes. Yeah, as often rather, mm. as they're willing to, to, to receive it. Uh, because it's so important. I think back to my, to my childhood and I, I genuinely wish that I had those check-ins. You know, I, are you, which my mother did do actually. She really did. Um, you know, like, are you okay? How was school? Um, anything bothering you? You know, you know, stuff like that. Like, even if you don't, I mean, there's a trick to how you talk to kids, yes. which we're all trying to learn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're all trying to master it. Um, so nobody, nobody, nobody is an expert. Yes. Um, so, but I think you've given us some amazing, amazing insight. What I want us to get into now are some of the things that a person can do in order to you know just maintain their sanity um as we begin or as we they they, they enter into school or uh continue to begin the new year yes um you know there's a lot of um people that are looking for like youngsters that are looking forward to starting varsity now you know anxious about the new world and anxious about what is going to happen that is healthy anxiety because really you are dealing with the change but then you know some of it can get to those levels where um now maybe whatever you experiencing there you you are not able to deal with um and um i just maybe gonna give i'm just maybe gonna give three things related to anxiety and depression these are just some things that um i think you know can help yeah firstly um take time off you know um how does what does this mean for tea um listen to music which 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 actually is a healthy way of um relaxing because the like i mentioned the, the heart beating fast, you're sweating and you're feeling really flustered and really overwhelmed. Um, it's important to take a break, you know, for, for a child, it might mean just going outside for a bit or telling their, che- their teacher, I need to take a break, you know, and mm. go outside and just, you know, take deep breaths. Um, um, listen to music if you can, if you're at home, go for a walk, even if it's a small, a short walk, you know, that deals with, um, that can help us deal with the, the physical impact and just to calm down because be- feeling overwhelmed is really, Related directly to um, 
you know, the symptom of the anxiety. Yeah. Also pray, I yeah. think, you yeah, know, definitely. people have different names for it, meditate, whatever. Mm. Pray, I think what, what one, one thing that prayer does is it makes you honest with yourself mm-hmm. and ask God to help you with a particular thing. So just say, God, I'm fearful, I'm scared of this, and, and or I'm scared and I don't know what I'm scared of. Mm. I would say that is a very powerful tool. Mm. Um, secondly, learn your triggers. I know this is difficult um, when you're still young, but what helps to learn your triggers is 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 journaling because sometimes you might forget what the trigger was that made you start feeling like that so i would say um if you can you know have a small journal a small book very small where you can well you've got cell phones now take you a know note what i mean there's their note apps hello <laughs> sorry for being primitive I have a note app <laughs> <laughs> i was a bit primitive there but I prefer writing, but I say yeah. um, take take the note on your phone. When you start feeling the feeling, mm. write it down. Mm. I started feeling like this because Given asked me, where's my assignment? You know, things like that. Yeah. Um, thirdly, I'll say talk to someone. Talk to someone. Ish, you know. Big, yeah. yeah, speak to someone. Speak to your mother. Speak to your aunt. Speak to whoever that you feel comfortable with. And just let them know how you're feeling. Let them know what certain things make you feel. There's a teacher you're scared of. Let them know. Or um, you're a youngster going to varsity. Let them know. Or as an adult, you know. I'll talk to a friend of mine. This is how I'm feeling, you know. Mm, um, mm. In terms of depression, I think more than anything, you know, medically seek um, help if you can. Um, but other things is going to sleep. Apparently, this helps because okay. remember I told you mood regulator. Yes, yes. So what helps is something that helps regulate your mood or also regulate yourself as a human being is do things on schedule. Aish. Believe yeah, it or no. not. Yeah, no. You are you hit the one there. Are uh, you hit the nail on the the the, the nail on the hammer, the hammer on the, whatever. Yes. <laughs> you hit so, the nail with the hammer. Yes. So it's important. Go to sleep on this at the same time. Wake up at the same time. Create order because where you can create order is in your brain, and mm. you don't have power over mm. that. But try mm. pull yourself into a space where you create order in your life and schedule things. Lastly, um, like I said, exercise is good. You know, take a walk, jog, run. Physically releases endorphins and will make you a happier person, Oof. you know. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm, uh, you know, I'm not really uh, speaking, like you said, I'm not perfect. I'm a human being and yeah. some of the things I struggle with myself. But I must say that putting things into practice, there's one thing that I like listening to a motivational speaker that we like listening to at home, mm-hmm. me and my husband. It, it He repeats this thing over and over every morning. But what this guy says is that all disciplines affect each other. Mm. And every time I do something, I think about that. If, you, if you're going to practice discipline in one field of your life, mm. it is bound to overlap into the others. And the oh, more wow. order there is in your life, the less chance or the less impact their the depression and anxiety will have. Will have. Yes. Oof, my goodness. That was Unoloazim Tenjani just teaching us about how we can regulate um, not just our emotions, but also our, our, our body just panicking and mind panicking over things. So uh, we will probably be having this conversation uh, sometime in future. So do stay tuned.